Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I'm Janelle and I'm going to be spending just a few moments with you talking about an unusual word. I had another word in mind for our conversation this week. But when a force of nature called Hurricane Florence decided to pummel and scare the mess out of many people who lived on the East Coast, myself included, I got led to this word and the word is hunker. And usually when you hear the word hunker, you hear it uh, joined with down. So hunker down. We're going to delve into the words within the words of hunker down and apply that to uh, everything that we're about here, that threefold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity, a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. So you might be asking, what the heck does Hurricane Florence and hunkering down have to do with our emotional health? I'm so glad you asked because it has everything to do with our emotional health. I happen to be in Nashville attending a couple conferences and book signings and doing some things for Overcoming Hurtful Words, my newest book. And so I was getting reports from home that were quite scary. And as I watched the news on the Weather Channel in the lobby of the hotel, it just ran 24 hours a day just with, oh my goodness, it's going to be a Category 4 and it's going to devastate Virginia and Norfolk. And well, I live right in the Norfolk area. And so there were evacuations happening in my area. And yet the whole time, my husband just kept going, you're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. He was so calm that it was a little bit disarming. And I was supposed to be flying home on Thursday when the worst of it was going to hit. So I was like, do I change my flight? What do I do? And people at the conference were like, you're not going to get home. You better, you better go to change your flight. You better make some, you know, they were just making me very anxious. <laughs> and I had to get quiet. I had to go way to a place by myself and ground myself and just keep calling my husband and going, are you sure? Are you sure? So I did end up going uh, to the airport on Tuesday of that week and when I was supposed to be flying out on Thursday and I spoke to the agent and she was like, you know what, if I were you, I would be, I would be safe and I would fly in on Wednesday. Well, I had a television interview at four o'clock on Wednesday and the flight was scheduled to leave at 6.50. So it was going to be very, very tight. But I thought, I can do this. I'm going to take the risk and I would much rather get home before any and all fury might hit because, you know, she said, you might get to Atlanta, which was my little hub, my spot before I flew home, but you, you may not get from Atlanta to Norfolk. So she was awesome. Many props to uh, my dear agent, airline agent. And so I, I ended up changing my flight and all was well. I got to come home and it ended up not uh, coming to Norfolk. 
Now, my praise means it went somewhere else. And so it's a bit bittersweet in the, the, the respect that it did hit Wilmington and different other areas. And so I'm sad for that. But I was grateful uh, that we did not have that harm here. So hunkering down, oh my goodness, I just must have heard that a thousand times. You better hunker down, everybody hunker down. So I couldn't help myself. I had to look up what on earth does hunker down really mean? Are you ready? I'm excited. It means to hold resolutely or stubbornly to a policy, opinion, etc., when confronted by criticism, opposition, or unfavorable circumstances, usually followed by down. So hunker down. So let me repeat that just because it, it, it's got so many words inside of it that we're going to just have so much fun with. So to hunker down, to hold resolutely. All right, we know resolutely means with great firmness. Um, to set our face like flint, it says in Isaiah 57, to be unstoppable, immovable, mm. or stubbornly means, you know, a little preschooler putting her hands or his hands on her hip and going, I do it myself, or no, and they're not moving. No, they're not. They're hunkered down in their emotional anger or their emotional obstinance. So that's just a really good picture, I think, of hunkering down. When we're confronted by criticism, opposition, or unfavorable circumstances. So in light of Hurricane Florence, you know, the hunkering down was you better make sure that you have battened down the hatches. If you're in flood zone A, you better evacuate and get to high ground. If you have a beach house here on the East Coast, you better you better make sure that beach house is secure. Um, so many things. Have plenty of water. Make sure you have food in case the electricity goes out. So hunkering down just means, man, you better be ready. You better... Tighten it all up and you better be strong. You better be fortified like a army base because hurricanes, especially the one that we were expecting, a category four, would have been intensely, intensely dangerous. So when I thought about hunkering down, the practice that came in my mind, the virtue that came into my mind was resilience. I think hunkering down, the resolute, stubborn, obstinate, hands on your, I'm, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get through this, um, setting your face like flint, like Isaiah 57 tells us to do, which just means to be like a rock, to be uh, resolute. Man, how do I say this? It reminded me of, a, of the practice of resilience and then one step forward, spiritual resilience. I write about this uh, in Overcoming Hurtful Words because it is a practice that I believe, and, and, and 
don't take my word for it, but take the words of experts who have studied resilience and found that resilience is actually one of the key factors in longevity and in living a very, very meaningful life. If you possess this quality of resilience, you are going to move through life with greater ease and greater victory. So what on earth then is resilience at all? What comes to mind when I say the word resilience to you? Is there a picture in your mind right now? Is there something you're thinking about? What comes to mind with the word resilience? Yeah, I see a bouncy ball because every definition of resilience means to bounce back, to bounce back. And spiritual resilience, what I found when I was writing and researching and studying for overcoming hurtful words, spiritual resilience is not simply just recovering from adversity. It's about bouncing back in a way, and here's the difference, in a way that deeper knowledge of both God and self may result. With the right guidance during difficult times and periods of confusion, pain, and stress, we, you and me, have a unique opportunity to nurture our relationship with God and enable it to grow in surprising ways. I'm reading from a brilliant book on spiritual resilience by Robert J. Wicks. It's a short, a 30-day devotional, you could say, or just a a 30-day guide that I, I bought when I was writing the book. And Boy, I, I come back to it all the time. It's highlighted and starred and dates are in there. So we want to we wanna consider when, you know, hurricanes coming our way. Let's think of emotional hurricanes, right? A tough time, a trial, a difficult season where we could easily be swept away by 100 mile per hour emotional winds of anger and rage that someone is throwing at us, Uh, tornadoes of um, disorientation because of someone's words or hurtful actions. What do we do in that time? How do we hunker down? How do we make sure we have spiritual water? And how do we navigate something as difficult as that in the emotional realm. Well, Wicks writes, spirituality dawns, comes alive, breaks forth when God becomes as real as the problems and joys we face each day. He writes, during the very times when losses occur and crises strike, the opportunity is especially present For us to realize how much God is at the center of our lives, at the heart of ourselves, and on the horizon of our destiny in new, refreshing ways. Until then, the covenant we have with God may be vague, a mere backdrop, or practically forgotten. It isn't the deep relationship implied by the word covenant. A crisis or loss can shake the dust of denial off of our possibly childish relationship with God. 
It can remind us of our vulnerability and dependence on God and cut through the massive games of pseudo-independence we have played. Our first response to this shaking or the emotional winds of an emotional hurricane, our initial response might be to cry out in anguish, shock, anxiety, impatience, and indignation at our tragedy. Oh my goodness. Well, I can certainly say, of course, that is exactly what I did when I caught the news that a potential Category 4 hurricane was heading straight to my hometown. Well, it would have been devastating, and, I, and I'm in Nashville. I'm very far away. And as I was listening to the news and as I was listening to other people go, oh, my goodness, you live in Virginia, and they were just making my anxiety increase and increase and increase to the point where I was like, I, sh- I should just leave now, and I should... Oh, and I would call home, like I said, and my husband would be like, you're fine. We're going to be fine. And he just had, like I said, this uncanny confidence. Wicks continues in spiritual resilience. When a serious crisis arises, we outwardly or at least inwardly argue, bargain, express our feelings of abandonment. Where is God in all this? And we become angry or hurt that God is allowing this to happen. We believe this to be malevolent neglect on God's part. In response, oh my goodness, if you have a pen, write this down. In response, it is no wonder that we become noisy. Should I read that again? In response, it is no wonder that we become noisy. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You better make a change. You better call the airport. You better find out. You better do this. Oh my goodness. And I'm calling home and I'm going, Rob, have you got water? Did you get tuna? Are you doing this? Oh my goodness. Ah, we just work ourselves up into a noisy frenzy. Wick says, now this style of relating to God and God's message to us is actually not really bad. Oh, I love it. It gives us off the hook there because we're human. As a matter of fact, grappling with God and the words of revelation is all part of coming and drawing closer to God. Difficult periods in our lives are special times to remember. And now I wrote in in my book, In Spiritual Resilience, difficult periods in our lives are special times to hunker down. Mm Mm-hmm. Times to be resolute, to actually be stubborn in a healthy way, to an opinion, a policy, or something that we're confronted with that's critical, that criticizes us, or it's opposing us, or it's unfortunate. We hunker down and we go, I'm going to set my face like flint. We make Isaiah 57, 50, verse 7 real in our lives. We call upon the practice of spiritual resilience. We actually apply all of the words that we have studied and read in our life and we dig deep. We hunker down on our faith and we put our trust in God Almighty because he 
is so much bigger than we are. Oh, we remember the availability of God's grace. And we remember that no matter what befalls us, God will not abandon us. Okay, please hear this. Someone needs to hear this today. You feel like God has abandoned you. You feel as though he is silent, that he is far, far away. Oh, I've been there. My friend, I've been there. It's a scary place. It's a hurricane of hellacious thoughts and pain and anguish in your mind that where's God? Where are you? Why are you not helping me? Why are you not answering me? Maybe, oh, it's easy to say on this side of it, I know. Maybe it's drawing us into a closer relationship with the ultimate, with God in this way that we will look, we will hunger, we will thirst, we will hunker down and look desperately for God in the situation. Hmm. The God we seek supports our spirit and he calls us to stand dependent and he wants us to be dependent on him. This hurricane reminded me of Hurricane Bonnie back in 1998. If you get my weekly e-news, please subscribe to that on my website. I love for you to be a part of our weekly challenges. On Tuesday, I send out the e-newsletter speak healing words on Wednesdays. We do our podcast on Thursdays. Uh, you would receive a blog of encouragement and I'm going to increase your capacity to hunker down. And then many Fridays, not all, but many Fridays, we have some Facebook live time where we do some chats and conversations. So just go to my website, Janelle please. And, uh, just put your email in there. You'll get a, a wonderful free, uh, resource and it will just help you in hunkering on down. But I remember in Hurricane Bonnie, we lived out farther out in the country and we had built this home and our kids at that time were eight. Our twins were eight and uh, our oldest was 12. And Hurricane Bonnie was a category two, three, very close to three. So it was, it was severe. And I felt like the whole house was going to just fly away. Like we were going to be Dorothy in the land of Oz very soon. But as a parent, you know, with two eight-year-olds and a 12, my husband and I knew we had to hunker on down emotionally because they were going to feed off of our emotional state. And so we got out a game, we lit candles, we, you know, we just made it as fun as it could possibly be somehow God enabled us to emotionally regulate our own emotions and emotionally hunker down. And now when I look back upon it, I know I was scared, scared, scared to death. But I, God enabled me to, and my husband, to have a spiritual resilience that I, at that point in my life, really didn't even understand. He gave us a spiritual resilience and he gave us fortitude and a hunkering down. And we were able to image and help our children feel safe and feel at ease as much as they could with the howling winds. 
And I remember we just, we, I remember laughing. They all remember it as a, a very good memory, even though it was a very serious storm. And in the middle of that storm, we were together. We hunkered down in the middle of the living room floor. We played a game and somehow or another, we slept through the night. And in the, the next morning, I remember opening the front door and we lived across, uh, we all had two, three acres and we lived across from a lovely couple and they had a beautiful apple orchard that I just could stare out my bedroom window and just enjoy the beauty of it. And it was totally gone. It was gone and it never came back. And it was a devastating loss of just landscape and beauty. Many other things happened outside, but we were safe inside our little ark, our little little home, and God gave us an ability and a capacity to hunker down. There's a story that I want to close with in the, the scriptures that I just love. And I am sure that you're you've heard the story, but I think in light of hunkering down emotionally, Let's read it as we close out this week's podcast. It's in Matthew 4, and it begins in verse 35, and it goes to verse 41. Jesus calms the storm. Now, in Lexio Divina fashion, remember we, that we talked about that, I think, in episode two. Lexio Divina fashion, we, we divinely read the scripture once, twice, three times, placing ourselves in the center of the story, in the middle of the narrative. And I'm going to read it one time, and I want you to put yourself there. You go on a biblical transport and time travel and see what speaks to you. Here we go. That day... When evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern of the boat, sleeping on a cushion. Comfy. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet. Be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. What a story in light of Hurricane Florence. I just had to read this. Where were you in this story? When you placed yourself in this narrative, where were you? I know where I was. I want to think 
that I wouldn't tap him on the shoulder and wake him up, that I would have enough faith, that I would just trust we would be okay because he was in the boat and I had been watching him do miracle after miracle after miracle. But knowing me, probably not. I probably would have freaked out a bit as well initially because my resilience muscles had not been practiced as much as they needed to be. And so I'm going to say I probably would have called upon him too and said, help, help. Where were you? Where were you in the story? Which point of view did you take? Maybe listen to it again. Rewind. Listen to it again. Maybe listen to it three times, four times. What speaks to you each time? And I hope, I hope that whatever emotional hurricane or emotional storm or stormy relationship, maybe it is a tornadic, is that even a word, tornadic marriage? Maybe your whole world has been literally devastated because your husband walked out on you. Or maybe your wife walked out on you. Or maybe your child has chosen a bad path. Wherever you are in the storm, may you hear Jesus say to you, quiet, be still. May he silence the waves and hush the winds and give you peace, a peace that passes all understanding. And I promise you, I promise you that when the storm passes, your resilient muscles, your resilience muscles are going to be so much stronger that the next storm, you're going to be more prepared and you're going to be more ready and able to hunker down. That is the beauty of our faith. We grow, we get stronger, and we have a bigger capacity to find that peace a little bit quicker. Blessings on your rest of your week. I pray that you can emotionally hunker down in a way that you never thought you could and that you experience a spiritual resilience that you've never dreamed you could. I have faith in you. I know you're strong. I know you're able. Keep speaking those healing words to your own heart and to everyone in your sphere of influence. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.